morning. Welcome to the Vineyard. My name is Bailey and happy Palm Sunday. Thanks for joining us for this virtual service. We would love to hear from you. We miss you and we'd ask that you fill out a connect card at wv.church. Here you can share your prayer requests and God stories or just say hello to our staff. We also have a page on our website for all things virtual. Go to windsorvineyard.church slash virtual. Here you can find weekly teachings like this one, our online giving platform, as well as kids resources that are age appropriate and lots of fun. Thanks for joining us and being a part of our Vineyard family. Good morning. Welcome to Virtual Vineyard. I am so excited to uh, be able to speak to you guys this morning. And I wanna just say, you guys are awesome. I just keep hearing all of these incredible stories uh, about people delivering food and just stepping up and, and visiting with people um, on the phone. Uh, I know that our, our groups have been meeting uh, on Zoom and different platforms. I, I heard that we had uh, the youth groups met this week. And so you guys are just, uh, you're, you're doing an awesome job. Uh, a lot of you have got online and, and given and also sent prayer requests. And we just love hearing from you guys. And I, I just want you to know, I miss you guys so much. And Wendy and I are praying for you and your families during this time. Well, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy time and we're learning a lot about being contagious and we're learning a lot about washing our hands and, you know, how to uh, even push the elevator button. Uh, we've, we've gone to, from shaking hands to, you know, the, the, some of the fist bump, the elbow. I saw people greeting each other with the, with the foot and uh, the foot tap. And I'm sure that that's all even illegal now with the, with the six foot rule. But um, we're learning a lot. And we're hearing a lot about viruses and contagious and different things. And, and so um, with that in mind, I just, I wanted to talk to you about contagious uh, today, about being contagious and, and what that looks like. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about when it comes to contagious, uh, fear is incredibly contagious. Uh, everybody knows that, don't you? That fear is contagious. One time my buddy and I, we were hunting uh, elk hunting. This was years ago when I was young and energetic and we had been out up on the mountain all day and it was dark, but we wanted to stay in our spots, you know, until the sun went down. So we, we hiked off the mountain in the dark and it was probably a couple hour hike. And, you know, you start to see things coming off the mountain. You, you see, hear things and see things. And when it's just your flashlight and you, you know, you start to, your just mind starts to race. And sure enough, I came around this corner and I was in front and, the, and my flashlight caught the eyes of the, the biggest porcupine I have ever seen. I think there was a whole family of them. And so this porcupine looks at me and I just turn around and start running back up the trail. And I run over my brother-in-law and, and then pretty soon he's running behind me. And I don't know how far we went before we stopped. And then we're just like breathing really hard. And he says, what did you, what was it? What did you see? And I said, it was a porcupine. And he's like, are you kidding me? We're running from a porcupine? I thought you saw a bear or a mountain lion or something like that. You're, you're driving me crazy. He was so mad at me that, but you know, I was just on high alert. 
And a lot of us are on high alert and, and fear is contagious. When this whole thing was breaking out, Wendy and I were in San Diego and it was when the first case uh, of coronavirus uh, was detected in San Diego. And we're getting on a plane to come home and there's, I'm just, I'm on high alert. I'm looking around and I see this lady in yellow and she's got a mask on and, and she's just coughing and coughing and coughing. And I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't get on my plane. Sure enough, she gets in the line right in front of us on the plane. And I'm like, is anyone going to say anything? And then I'm thinking, I hope she doesn't sit by me. Uh, sure enough, she was close, but she wasn't with me. But I knew where she was. And I just started to get this fear. I started to get this anxiety. Like, I'm going to be trapped in this plane for two and a half hours with the lady in yellow that's coughing on everybody. And so we know fear is an incredibly contagious and a little bit of fear can go a long way. Well, I submit to you this thought. We are all infected. You're infected and I'm infected. We're all infected with something. Uh, you know, maybe it's not the virus, but, but you carry something. Uh, you are a carrier. You are carrying something. Turn to the person next to you that you're watching this with and say, you are infected. We're all infected. Uh, you might be a carrier of fear, and you're passing around fear uh, to anyone you interact with. You might be a carrier of faith, and you're passing on faith to others. The bottom line is whenever we get near people, they tend to, to catch what we have. Uh, maybe you're infected with a bad attitude, you know, and, and when you get around other people, uh, you know, you infect them with your bad attitude. Here's the question that I want you to think about today. Here's the question of the day. Is what you're infected with worth catching? Is what you are infected with worth catching? You know, during a time when the church was under great per uh, persecution, uh, when it was, you know, easy to be afraid and people were being put into prison and even killed for following Jesus, Paul, Paul writes to this church dur during a time when people are, are losing hope. And this is what he says. It's in 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2. He says, uh, We always thank you for all of you and pray for you continually. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and your enduring hope. Three things whenever we think of you. This is what Paul said to the church in Thessalonica. You know, there are people that you think of, and when you think of them, you, th you think of some characteristic. You know, maybe they make you smile or, or laugh, or, or maybe they're just super encouraging. Uh, I recently was with a man named Happy Layman. I mean, his parents must have known uh, to name him happy, and he is happy, and, and he's, he's retired now, but he's a pastor of a large church in Illinois, and we just had a few moments together. He, he said, hey, come sit by me at breakfast, and, and let's catch up, and I mean, five minutes with this guy, and, and, and you're infected with this idea that you could do anything, that you could run for president, you could change the world. And this is how this guy, happy layman, is. And there's people like that. Now, there's other people that you think of, and you think of pain and, and anxiety and, and hurt. 
and and you you try to you kind of avoid them because that's kind of what they carry and and when you get around them it just kind of it just kind of permeates from them so why did the church have these three things how were they infected with with faith and love and and, and hope how do, how do they have these things uh, it was because of jesus it was because of the gospel it was because of the transforming work of the holy spirit in their lives not because of what was going on in their world but because of the one who was lord over their world in verse 5 paul goes on to say this for when we brought you the good news it was not only with words but also with power for the holy spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true and you know of our concern for you for the way we lived when we were with you. Verse six, so you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit, in spite of serving, uh, I'm sorry, in spite of severe suffering that it brought you. In this way, you imitated both of us and the Lord. So, so Paul's like, we brought the good news and, and, and we were carriers of it and then you were infected with it and it came with power. And how do we know you're infected? Because you're showing symptoms. Uh, you imitated both us and the Lord. You were infected by the gospel, and now we can see it. Well, what you're infected with, and what we're infected with as followers of Jesus, it, uh, it cures spiritual sickness. Uh, you know, Jesus did not come for those who were healthy, but for those who were sick. And he didn't come for the righteous, Scripture says, but, but he came for sinners, people like you and people like me. And the virus that you carry and the virus that, that, that we all carry together as the Vineyard Church in, in Windsor, it cures sin. It, it cures brokenness. It, it, it cures hopelessness. Uh, it cures lack of purpose in your life and lack of meaning. It cures the soul and it actually removes the sting of death. That's what you're infected with. And people everywhere, more than ever, need a cure. They need what you have. Jesus loved sick people. He was around sick people. Jesus didn't practice the six, six foot rule. Now we, we, need, we need to do that. But Jesus didn't do that. He befriended prostitutes. He touched lepers. He probably would have prayed for the lady in the plane in the yellow shirt that was coughing on people because uh, he's Jesus. I couldn't do it, but he's Jesus. He touched, he, he touched people who, who religion had, had rejected. You know, have you ever not felt good enough spiritually? Have you ever felt like you let God down or you, you said, you know, I'll never do that again. And then you, you do it. And these are, this is, you know, you feel guilty, you feel ashamed. This is who the gospel's for. This is who Jesus came for. Messed up people like us. He didn't come for perfect people. He didn't come for people who have a perfect faith. He came for those of us who've sinned and fallen short of God's standard, of God's holiness, so that we could be around a holy God and in relationship with the holy God. And that's the good news. That's what you're infected with. We're not made right with God by our own good works or religious efforts. We're made right 
with God by the work that Jesus did on the cross, by grace, through faith in him. Jesus came to infect the world with good news. And if you've been infected, you're a carrier. He infected us with perfect love. Do you remember what perfect love does? It says it casts out all fear in 1 John 4.18. Perfect love casts out all fear. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Uh, You know, everyone, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be forgiven, will be changed, will be saved. And you'll become infected. And this is good news. And good news spreads. Good news is contagious. And you are contagious. Is what you're infected with worth catching? Paul goes on to say in verse 7, as a result, you've become an example to all the believers. In Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Achaia, And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia. Doesn't that sound like it's going viral? That sounds like a virus to me. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. Paul's saying, good job, church. You are infected, you're contagious, and you're infecting others with the good news. These guys were contagious, and the news was going viral. And that's what happens when when a person is excited about the best news in history. Uh, It's infectious. And Jesus did this. He modeled it all the time. In Matthew 9, 26, when he raised a little girl from the dead, it, it said the news spread all throughout the regions. When Jesus cast out evil spirits, Mark 1, 28, it says the news about him spread quickly all over the region. When God used the disciples to do uh, amazing miracles in Acts 6, verse 7, it says the word of God spread and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. Why did this good news spread? Three reasons that Paul pointed out. They were faithful in their work, they were full of uh, loving deeds, and they had enduring hope. And this is a recipe for us. Faithful in work, uh, full of loving deeds, and you guys are doing this stuff. You're faithful in your work, and you're full of loving deeds, and, and we have to hold on to that enduring hope. The three marks of a contagious Christian. You are contagious. Is what you're carrying worth catching? Look around. People are scared. They're isolated. They're low on hope. And the problem is that fear, too, is contagious. It's contagious. But the bad news is that, that uh, you know, that's the bad news. But the good news is that the gospel's also contagious. And the gospel's been around a long time. You and I carry these things, faith, love, and hope. Don't keep them to yourselves. When we get close to people, they should catch what you have. You know, right now we can't meet in person, but we're adjusting to to how we infect people and how we care for people and how we love people. 
We're adjusting to how we do small groups. We're adjusting to how we minister uh, to kids and to youth. And the good news cannot be stopped. It's been around for 2,000 years. It's been on a growth curve for 2,000 years. People have tried to stop it. They can't stop it. It just keeps going viral year after year. You know why it can't be stopped? Because it lives in you and it lives in me. And there's going to be a point again when, when we're not you know, in isolation and, and we can go out and infect people again in a good way. Uh, and right now we're finding ways to do it through technology. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in you. So let your light shine any way you can. Get creative. Tell others how they can have, you know, peace. Share your faith on social media. Uh, people are looking at social media right now. They got nothing else to do. Share your faith on social media. We are infected with a supernatural hope. You know, my hope right now, it's not in a cure. My hope right now is not in a vaccine. Uh, you know, my hope is not in more ventilators. Uh, I mean, I pray that, that lots of ventilators are made and no one else dies. But my hope's not in more ventilators. My hope's not in, in the medical personnel. I pray for them and what they're going through. These are some of the bravest people on the planet right now. But my hope is not in them. You know, my hope is definitely not in the stock market right now. Um, my hope is, is not in a stimulus package. I mean, that's nice and, and everything. But, and I pray for our leaders, our government. I, I pray for wisdom for them. But that's not where my hope is. My hope comes from a different place. My hope comes from a different supernatural source. It, it, it comes from God. In Job chapter 8, verse 13, this is from the, uh, the Living Bible. It says this, it's, it's pretty plain and clear. It says, those who forget God have no hope. Those who forget God have no hope. If we put our hope in God, uh, we can't go wrong. I mean, th this is a stock that will not miss. You cannot go wrong by putting your hope in God. My hope is in him. Psalms 121, David wrote this, and, and some scholars think he, he wrote it from the battlefield when they were, they were hunkered down and, and not quite sure how the turnout was going to be. And he said, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. My hope is in the one who created all things with the spoken word. My hope is in the one who is all-knowing and, and all-powerful. My hope is in the one who is ever-present, who said, I will never leave you or forsake you. My hope is in the one who heals blind eyes and, and, and can heal with the touch and has the power to raise from the dead. My, my hope is in the person who can, who can calm the storm with a couple of words. My hope is in a man who can walk on water, who can feed thousands with a boy's lunch. My hope is in the one who can forgive sin, in the only one who could pay a debt 
that I owed and I couldn't pay. That's where my hope is. He's our provider. He's our comfort. He's our source of strength, our sustainer. He's the one who keeps a promise, never breaks a promise. He's our light when the world is dark. He's our shelter in times of trouble. He's the prince of peace. People are looking for peace right now. He's the prince of peace. And he is what you are infected with. So be contagious, church. Be contagious. Is what you are infected with worth catching? Hope is contagious. Love is contagious. Faith is contagious. But we can't keep it to ourselves. This is what people should catch when they get around you. You are contagious with the cure. I want to leave you with this. It's a statement that I just love. It used to be on the wall, and maybe we'll bring it back. It used to be on the wall in Fort Collins at the Vineyard Church. I used to walk by it every day. I love this. Uh, This is what it says. Imagine a ragtag collection of surrendered and transformed people who love God and others. They are mesmerized by the idea that this is not about them, but all about Jesus. They are transfixed by his story and his heart for our city. They are seed throwers and fire starters, hope peddlers and grace givers, risk takers and dreamers, young and old. They link arms with anyone who tells the story of Jesus. They empower the poor. They strengthen the weak. They embrace the outcast. They seek the lost. They serve together. They play together. They worship together. They live life together. And their city will be changed because God is in them. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that we as followers of Jesus are infected with this gospel. And if there are those watching today that have not made that decision to follow you, uh, I just pray that this is their day. And, and if that's you, uh, you can contact us at, at wv.church and say, I'd like someone to call me and, and just uh, and pray for me. I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. Uh, that would just, to get that call from you would just make our, our week, maybe our month. Uh, so if that's you, uh, we're praying for you. If you want to be infected with what I've been talking about, we're praying for you. Uh, now what I'd like to do right now is, is just lead you in communion. And so if you want to press pause and go get some of the elements for communion, I'm going to lead you in that. You know, we take the, we take the bread, the body. It represents Jesus' body, his broken body on the cross. And, and he said, whenever you do this, as often as you do this, uh, remember me. Remember me. And so right now, Uh, Father, we just thank you for your broken body. Uh, We thank you for this bread that represents that. And um, we will never forget. We will never forget what you did for us. Let's take the bread.
Jesus' blood was also shed that day. He lost a lot of blood. But it's that blood that, that covers us. It's that blood that covers our sin. And, and he, he said, when, when you take this, again, remember me and what I did for you. So, Father, thank you for the blood that you shed for us. And as we take this right now, we, we remember you. I want to invite you uh, now to join us in worship. We're going to spend a little bit of time worshiping together. Thank you for, for tuning in today. Thank you for being uh, infected people who are contagious with the good news. Good morning, Windsor Vineyard. We are so glad that you have joined us this morning on this beautiful Sunday morning. And uh, wherever you are watching from, we pray that um, you are encouraged and um, that God speaks to you in this time. So happy Palm Sunday. I'm uh, remembering this is one of my favorite Sundays, watching the kids walk up and down the aisles with their palm branches and just being adorable. So happy Palm Sunday as well. And uh, we're going to get started with some worship. So I want to encourage you to join us and sing along, um, and we believe God's presence is everywhere. So, God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. God, thank you for your wisdom and your courage. We ask, God, that you would um, just send your Holy Spirit to fill each and every person that is joining us today, and um, God, encourage their hearts this morning. Just grace them with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. 
time.